Quiet, please. You're listening to Birdies and Bogies, hosted by Jordan Bloxham and Weston Mon, bringing you golf's week in review, recapping your favorite tournaments with professional insight from their perspective. Now, quiet, please. Here's your hosts, Jordan and Weston. Weston. Jordan. Wow. Back-to-back back, back back weeks after a long, yeah. long stretch. Back it's, in the groove. Uh, <laughs> back in the groove. Back in the captain's chair. Yes. We are watching golf. We are talking golf. New equipment's getting released. So many hot things to talk about. Yeah. People, yeah. Speaking of hot. Whoo. Scores. Low scores. They're Very roast, low. roasting it in the desert. <laughs> right. Holy roasting cow. it in the desert. But it's got to be lower than last year, right? This is the course that last year, which John Rom wins for his second win. In his second start of 2023. Yeah. Not the season, but the year. Um, but yeah. Take it for what, what it is. <laughs> it's a mess. But yeah. But um, no. Yeah. He won last year too. <laughs> he just pulled it up. So he is this back to back for it? No. No. Oh, it didn't okay. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't update it. Hudson Swafford won at two sixty five, which is four shots higher than John Rom. Yeah, this week. But this is the tournament that Rom got all super bent out of shape. It's a freaking putting contest. <laughs> yeah, and and turns out he was putting this week, so he won. Well, he loves no, it. it. Yay! It's good. Yeah. No, I mean, that's how it is for some of these marquee players. Like, John Rahm has a bad putting week, and he's top 25. Yeah. And his putter's hot, and it's game over, right? So that's just the nature of the beast. But, I mean, it, it is low scores out there. They manicure these golf courses so well. The weather was fantastic, by the way. Oh, I, know, so, like, I know, like, California has literally been like drowning for like a month, but now they had like a 10 day forecast of pure sunshine and it really makes a difference when you're playing in perfect weather conditions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so this is a pretty good combination. So 83, just over 83% greens and regulation. And yeah. a strokes gain of of two over the week, just over two. You're gonna do okay. <laughs> You're gonna do okay. Yeah. No kidding. But uh, well, technically, I mean, with how well, how easy it is to putt out there, given the circumstances. I'm looking at John Rom's stat. So. Yeah, strokes game putting was minus two. No, he minus two. two. Stroke, yeah, yeah, he, he was two gave strokes away. worse sorry. than the field. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah, date. But that's just so weird. How do you give up that many shots? So he didn't putt very well. <laughs> well, 
to the to the to the field average, right? But right. the scores were so low that um my goodness, it, the, the average is like, you know, top 26. Right. So um and and the where he's going to make his money is he's just super long. I don't know where he averaged for the week in regards to like rank, but yeah, it was 315. Yeah. And and so if you're doing that out there, it's really easy to hit it close and have a bad strokes game putting around because you're not making every 16 to 10 footer that you're looking at. Right. Um but yeah, that said, like he did he did enough, right? So it's just crazy. And then you got so you wonder how that I mean it's a weird stat, right? Because I'm just kind of going down because we were talking about that. But like somebody like Taylor Montgomery, who hits almost 85% of his greens and had for the total for the week, had a positive three on his Mm -hmm. stroke scene putting. But he ended up three shots back of Rom, who hit less greens and had a higher stroke scene or lower depending on how you want to look at it. He gave away more shots on the yeah, putting green, but Taylor Montgomery did have, and I think it was, <laughs> he had a oh, double, so, double. He had, uh, he had, had one a, double. Uh, yeah. He like, wait, wait hold basically on, hold they on. shot him. Is It was a Karuski. <laughs> yeah. And they double. Yeah. The, the thing with Rom is, John Rom only had three bogeys for the entire week. Yeah. That's so, that's the and, difference. Yeah. And then you have, you know, Montgomery who has a double and a bogey just in the final round. Mm-hmm. So when he was missing greens, he wasn't getting it up and down. Where John Rom yep. is probably going to get up and down good with his wedges around the greens. Um, yep. Yeah. And that, that, that's the difference. Like John Rom just, I mean, he only made three mistakes all week, technically, from a scorecard perspective. Maybe right. he missed some birdies he should have made, but he only got three bogeys. Taylor Montgomery statistically beat him in every category, but that was four, five, six, six bogeys and a double. Yeah. So there, there's the five shots right there. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. that's really... It's really you how you win. <laughs> yeah, you did shooting the low score wins. Is that how this works? That's how it works. I have, been the playing golf. The, I, have, the I have been playing golf wrong. <laughs> the team with the most points wins. Thanks, coach. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, it, it's just managing your your errors. And I and I remember one time we were out playing, and we had some young bucks that we destroyed. And we were like barely playing golf, but that was one of the lessons we talked about was just managing your misses and not putting yourself in positions that just made you choke. So, yes. Oh, but yeah, so he's wins like, and I watched more of this one than I did last week. Um, and it was like said, it was good, but it's just, you're watching this one and you're just like, uh this is just 
in birdie fest mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. nothing to get anybody in any real trouble you get Shoffley who shoots <laughs> 10 under in the final round chris kirk eight <laughs> eight under six under van Royen 10 under mm-hmm. eight under <laughs> a lot of low scores yeah yeah that that's what was pretty surprising the fact that you know john rom only shot 68 minus four on the last day yeah that that was actually the poor performance i mean it was certainly enough to yeah. win but in comparison to a lot of these other guys well davis i mean yeah davis tom thompson not birding after the 11th hole yeah that's no good either so he no, obviously no had the he had the lead no no rom was still one up because rom bogeyed so he went mm. even his last <laughs> seven holes as well so it's kind of a lackluster finish for those two guys yeah but yeah, Rom stays hot. We'll talk. I don't. I don't. We we have his clubs listed. They're the same as last week's. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll probably talk a couple things. Nothing really. Yeah, nothing really. Um, but then yeah, another person, another winner, and it was the ladies' first turn of the LPGA's first turn of it back. Um. And this is one person, very notable person that we did not know that was moving uh, club sponsors. But yeah. I did not hear anything about Brooke Henderson moving um, to TaylorMade. All TaylorMade yeah. all the time. Her and, her and Nelly. But it seems like that... TaylorMade is making a another one of their push pushes, right? They did this a little while ago where they they just spend a ton of money on players, and then they'll have to back off, and then they'll spend a ton of money on players. Yeah. They are definitely the the company that seems to spend the most. <laughs> yeah, what I've noticed. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of different strategies, right? Right, and. Titleist, they have a very small group of marquee players and a very large group of regular tour pros. Like a lot. Mm-hmm. I think more so than anybody. And for TaylorMade, it's like, to me, it looks like it's mostly marquee players. I mean, I, I'd have to run through and look, but it's just a lot of marquee. And yeah. I'd, I'd say like at least 2x the marquee players that Titleist has. And and even those marquee players aren't even like that marquee. Like Jordan Spieth. Yeah. Justin he Thomas. He was. Justin Thomas is marquee, right? Yes. I, I mean, maybe gotta... another. <clears throat> uh Titleist guy? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but... Taylor made. Who's the marquee yeah. players too? Rory, DJ. DJ. Um, you got Morikawa. You got Tigre. Uh, Tiger. 
Yeah. I mean, that's already. They, yeah. They got, they get, they've got some, some horses in that yeah. thing. Cause then, you know, you know, back in the day, right. You have somebody like Matt Wolf, who's not, he's not there anymore, but they've, they definitely have a stable of more, more players. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then Callaway, Callaway and Taylor made, they definitely spend some on player sponsors, which you just, you got to wonder about the, the return on investment for the, yeah. for them. Right. You do. And I mean, look, check this out. Here are the top, essentially the top eight players from Titleist. Will Zalatoris, mm-hmm. Justin Thomas, Jo Hyung, Tom Kim, Jordan Spieth, Max Homa, Cameron Young, Billy Horschel, and Sung J.M. So Cameron Young is a Titleist guy. Was he a Titleist guy last year? Maybe, maybe he switched. But I mean, we're talking only eight players, and and one of them's marquee. You know, Justin Thomas. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Tom Kim is getting there. That Jordan Spieth is. He's still marquee. He's marketable for sure, yes. but like he's and, not winning two to three times a year. No. Tom Kim is he's won he won twice last year. So he's and he's starting to be a personality at the same time. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, they spend more. Um, still haven't hit there. Hopefully, we were supposed to get our demos last week. Mm. Uh, they didn't it impact it. They didn't show up when I went in today. But huh? did hit the Mark II today. Oh, the ZX7. It's good. Yeah, it looks good. It doesn't look too much different than the. The previous version but like i said they don't, it doesn't look too much different to me looking down either because i took yeah. some offset out by adding loft so it doesn't look a ton different that way um but like i said we'll have to go in and do some testing yeah so, did you hit the blades the z forge 2 no because they they don't release till later so they don't actually get a demo until we don't get yeah. a demo until later. That seemed like the most exciting thing for sure. Yeah, but, it'll um, be it'll be interesting to see how how it is. I mean, it's going to be very similar. Like I said, if if they follow the same kind of thing that they did with the ZX7, ZX5, but it'll be. It will be interesting. Um, the one guy that I fit today with and tried to, he has the Rogue ST, mm-hmm. Max LS. And I tried to just try the paradigm for him. Oh my gosh, he spun the crap out of it. Really? Like on average, probably 900 to 1,000 more than his Rogue ST. Wow. Even the, even the triple diamond. It was crazy. That's something. Yeah. So, so it'll be interesting to see how that 
continues to to play out. Um, yeah, so Brooke gets a win, pretty dominant, wire to wire. Yeah, um, four stroke victory. Their new tailor made stuff, and we'll go through that. Um, here later, but yeah. Steve Stricker wins in Hawaii for the Champions Tour. Another dominating nice. one, right? Rom won by one. So he had he was pushed the whole day. Brooke one going away. Stricker one going away. Um and I actually watched the end of that tournament and watched his post game and he was he's like, Oh yeah, I want to play a little bit more this year and and um also I want to get a few starts on the on the regular tour to see where I stack up. Wow. Like I want to just tell guys like Stricker. I'm like, why? Why? You don't need to. <laughs> you, you I'm well sorry. he can't. No, he can't he, he's he's a no, he can't, but he's very competitive. Yeah. And that's just the mindset of these guys. But it's like, why are you going just it does take away? Now, this is one that would take away a spot from a guy, a younger guy that's trying to yeah. make it on the tour. So yeah. And there's no, there's no, there's nothing to prove. Like right. it would have to catch lightning in a bottle to do what Phil did, right? Like win a tournament at, at 52 years old or something. Yeah, that, but, that, but Phil was like do. competing. He was still playing mainly on the the yeah. PGA Tour, so it's a he, totally different he, thing. He didn't take like a soft schedule on the Champions Tour and then come back. And yeah, win the I mean, Phil stepped foot like three times in Champions Tour events and won all three. If yeah. my memory serves me correct, and it wasn't even like close. Yeah, it was. And so, and so uh, but I mean, uh, it, good for I mean, him if he wants to do that. Maybe get embarrassed out there because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't mind getting proven wrong, but from a champion's perspective, he, I mean, he won by five. But yeah, uh, no surprise, Stephen Alker, second place finish. Yep, apparently, I, apparently I second with a, like five other. Dude. A robot. Yeah, I know. Is <laughs> he, he has been a a, a machine since he <laughs> Monday qualified and then just basically stayed out there. It's never looked back, and it's crazy. Usually, people get hot, but he's got hot, and he just never stopped. Yeah, and I love it's, seeing Mike Weir tied for second. That's cool. Yeah, Weirzy tying tying for second. So some good stuff going on with him. It's like looking at a PGA Tour leaderboard from the the mid nineties. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, I mean that's where it's it's fun, right? It's fun to watch these guys and and watch them compete at, you know there and have a little bit more fun they're usually a little bit more loose but yeah oh he looked good but i was i was like really i i get it but you don't really need to go back and play any regular regular tour events but nah kind of earned that deal but. i wouldn't I wouldn't. I mean, he probably just pulled in around three hundred grand for winning this Hawaii tournament. So it's like, 
Yeah. Go go win another 250 grand instead of getting a T34th and getting like 26 grand. Right. So I guess I'm in it for the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but a couple of things from Liv. New. Liv did yeah. officially announce. We talked a little bit about this mm-hmm. last week. About the C dub. And Liv officially did it. So they're um, on the C-Dub. And then they'll still... um, I think when I read it, it'll be on the C-W and the C-W app on Fridays. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to... It's going to stream on CW app on Fridays, and then it's going to be televised on live TV CW channel uh, Saturday and Sunday. Sunday. Okay, that's and right. Honestly, like every time Liv looks to make an investment or a partnership or something, they've got some smart heads behind this because I'm not looking at one of these and saying, oh, that was a bad business decision. Like, for a, a network to pick up the CW or not, not pick up CW, pick up Live, it's a very short TV time in comparison to other sporting events. It's, it's very similar. It's easy to schedule and you right. have a pretty secure start and finish for the whole thing because it's all shotgunned. And you're going to get to see a lot more golf in a lot more a quicker time span. Like it's, it was. There was no doubt they were going to get a TV deal. Uh, am I shocked it was CW? At first I was, but you know we kind of went through what we'd expect. And if you're really looking to grow the game in a different way, mm-hmm. you're, you've you're, now targeted a demographic yeah, that you're pick, picking up a different audience, yeah. possibly. Right? You're right. I, I don't watch the CW, <laughs> right? And I don't either. <laughs> I will to watch live. Right. Yeah. But I'm just kind of bummed that it's not going to be because it was way more accessible (laughs) on YouTube. Right. If you're out doing something else, but right. They're doing something a little different. I think it's a great move for CW, right. Get sports to their platform. You know, this may open the door where you get some other things that, that end up, you know, maybe smaller ones, but it allows them to expand their their portfolio. So I think it's a good it's a good move for them. Yeah. Right? As long as you produce good product, people will find it go on. Well, and and, and with you that, know. you know, they're they're going to get help now. They're going to get people that are going to help them create a better product and create you know more consistency and you know it's a whole different a whole different ball game for sure yeah so like i said it still says that live will continue to produce it but they'll they'll get input right so it'll be like i said it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the product is obviously when you go to when you do a tv deal you're going to end up having commercials. So there is going to be that added to it, right? 
Does I don't know yeah. that it says anything different, but once you get that, they have to make some cash on the deal. So it will be. I think it's good for both of them. They get a they get a platform now. You can't have these old fuddy duddies saying, "Well, how do you use YouTube? <laughs> what is yeah. the YouTube thing?" But let's see how it goes. And then they did. Although it is not on their website yet. <laughs> uh, it did. It did pop up on their website. It's in a banner. The, uh, so the CWs, yes. But their new, their full schedule, 2023 schedule is not up on their their site yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's not on their site. You can't find any further information on, on the CW. Technically, you could click into a banner, but. I went there, I clicked, nothing's happening. So, I mean, it's just announced. They're all getting things squared away, but it's going to give me a reason to download the CW app. And, you know, I don't know what kind of restrictions or things are going to happen, but um, maybe I have to. It's a free. um, Is it free? That's what they said. It's free. It's a free app. It's a free app, but is there a subscription to CW? Mm. No. No, no login, no subscription, just free. Just free. So Um, there you go. Yeah. But the the Liz Plank schedule was also released. But that's not, but that's not on there. They have not updated their their site yet Mm -hmm. to include all those. So if you look at it from there, they added so they were always playing, they always had the Mayakoba. And the and the one at Tucson, but then in between that and Adelaide, they've added Orange County National in Orlando, Florida. They're gonna tear up this course. <laughs> that one, that one's a throw-in. <laughs> that one's gonna be, but there's not. And even on the PJ tour, they play some some duds as far as courses go. Oh yeah, right. Because even. The courses that they played this week were not like great. <laughs> no, no, and and that's that's the reality. Is like some of these courses on the PGA Tour, they've just been a traditional tour stop for so long because they work so well to host a golf tournament. Yes, that's proximity to airport. How does the course walk? Can they change the holes? Do they have adjustment? There's so many factors that go into it. Rather than is this an iconic golf course? Right. And that's why, you know, Cypress Point is never going to hold a PGA Tour event because it's not. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be able to do it. Although the coolest thing I saw is doing some indoor simulator golf and they had uh, shells, a replay of shells. Wonderful world of golf. I'm going to just get a fat tongue on it. Um, But it was it's. just like at pine valley sorry pine valley and i'm like valley i'm like why doesn't golf do that anymore because that's cool as that's that's cool stuff right yeah you get to see a course like that two of the top players um i think it was ben hogan and gene littler gene littler was Mm -hmm. getting smoked but (laughs) yeah but you're getting them watch like Pine Valley's been a top two course in the United States for ever, ever, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that that's what I, you know, I've always loved about the Shell Wonderful Worlds of Golf. You get to see golf courses in a different way and um, things you'd never see before. And I guess that's what intrigues me about Live is you get some of those options with these new courses. And I think they'll iron out these locations to, you know, what's going to work best. But I mean, some of them, we, we, we're, lo the locations are familiar, but the actual courses are things that we just haven't seen before right yes on, on tv i mean that stuff yeah. um the live schedule is is trump national heavy <laughs> three of their 14 things are trump national you got trump national golf club in in dc and you got yeah. trump, trump national in ben Benster, and then trump national doral in miami they actually flopped it where the final one the finals will be in Saudi Arabia this year, which makes more sense than it being in Miami. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out, right? They may have been like, well, we need it in, we need the finals to be in, in Saudi Arabia. Let's see what, what happens. The fans, whether you get the travel, who knows, but you go over there, you've got the old white course, at Greenbrier, right? So there's some, there's some diff. Rich Harvest Farms, I think, has hosted PGA Tour events. So a couple of them, Cedar Ridge, I think, has hosted some events. So there's, some, yeah. it'll be, it'll be interesting to see and see how it kind of progresses from here. Well, and I think those Trump courses are solid. Yeah, they're good courses. I mean, Doral, like yeah, I have yeah. loved Doral forever. Um, I I think there was something supposed to be happening at the Bedminster one. Is that the one where you can see like the Statue of Liberty from the mm. golf course? Yeah. Like that's yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah, they've got one in there. Yeah. So the Bedminster's in so, there. And I just love that. Look at that. We've got Saudi Arabia. We've got England. We've got Spain. Valderrama, by the way, has hosted a... Um, uh, that one tournament where the two countries compete. <laughs> oh my gosh, the Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup. There we go. Total brain freeze. Uh, <laughs> talking, yeah. talking through that. It's like, oh, but um, yes, Valderrama has done it. Like you've got, yeah, England and Singapore and Australia. Singapore, yeah. And Mexico. There's almost as equal amount of international locations as there are US locations. And this is like the world tour we always dreamed of. So, Mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, like I said, it's it's bringing it 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 global, right? And they're going to be like, oh, there's no fans there. I'm like, really? Did you <laughs> like I watched a? That's few... kind of the point. Like, hello, here's an opportunity to be introduced to a sport that maybe you haven't seen before. <laughs> it's just it just makes no sense to me that. Right, they bag on it for that because there's a lot of PGA Tour events that don't have a ton of big crowds. And the good ones will get crowds. Well, uh, and I... So. The, the, the verbiage that they use here is, is hilarious, at least in the media, and I'm kind of growing tired of it. But anytime they'll talk about a player that 
their actions will be referred to as defected 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 player like yeah. he like you don't hear somebody say about John Rom oh he defected from tailor made golf and played <laughs> callaway like the guy just changed companies yeah. that's all and this is just another tour and i'm kind of frankly i'm getting tired of the news about how these news agencies are kind of pitting these two golf you know leagues against each other i'm like it's just a competing product and it's not even really that if you look at it it's just it's more golf and they have to talk bad about it like no because it's it's bad it's it's openly it's not hid behind the veil (laughs) what are they the fund whatever they they call it it's openly sponsoring so it's sports washing and i'm like well no they're just giving money and if it betters the game and if it betters people right they do a charity for every event that they do so it's like man just yeah just yeah and to me i i look at it as like these guys are call them what you will contractors employees i don't care but they have to play for an organization to make money, whether it's live or PGA, right? Right. So somebody decides if I can make more money, work less, and and maybe have a little bit more fun. Like everybody in the career world does that. They're like, hey, if I can move companies, have a little bit more work-life balance, make some more money, I'm all for that. And people do that on LinkedIn every day. Mm-hmm. And they're not ridiculed. They're not defecting from Salesforce. They're not defecting from Facebook. It's just like. So if somebody leaves and goes to like an Amazon or, you know, one of those places like, oh, they went to, it's such a bad company because it's so big. And why do you, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it just, That's it's, it's dumb. <laughs> Um, right. And it's a decision they, they made, right. That they had the opportunity to make because they play golf well. Yeah. But it's like, okay, you're a very good accountant. And so you get offered to move to a fortune 500 accounting firm over your, you know, your local CPA firm. yeah, you make that decision. You you look at it and you're like, yeah, the money's good. And I don't think it's going to affect my way of life negatively. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, anyways. I do. I did find it funny, though, that uh, after all the Greg Norman needs to step down, he actually got more power. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the more autonomy. Whether you you like it or not, you had to look at the data. You say yeah. you've created a brand new golf league that has garnered millions of views on on YouTube, as well as an unknown number of views through the the app or website itself. Yeah, but it's got to be additional, right? It's not zero, and so now you have traceable and trackable um, response to a new product, and the response has been good. 
Yeah. So it's like, it's not like it was a flop. Like no. Hundreds of thousands of people are watching these events. And so when you have that and you show that, hey, I make good business decisions and we're moving in the right direction, you're going to get a promotion. Yeah. Totally logical. But so now my question is, so the next thing that we're going to talk about is that Adam Scott and Colin Morikawa announced that they are going to be part of the TGL tour, which mm. how is this not a competing tour? It's right? because the PGA tour owns it. Do they? It's tomorrow sports. Well, <laughs> oh wait, correct. it's all my t- yeah, which but Tiger, that's right. Tiger said we the way that's right. We decided he's part of the PGA tour. The, this is what how it really goes down. And so we, so it's, we remember it's a sanctioned league because they yeah. do have the P they do have the PGA tour logo. In partnership. That's in, what it'll be. In yeah. partnership with the PGA Tour. So basically it comes down to this. Tiger is a mouthpiece for the PGA Tour, which is fine. Be a mouthpiece for whatever tour you want. I think that's great. But he's yeah. not a mouthpiece because he cares about the livelihood of the PGA Tour. He's a mouthpiece because he's getting he, paid. He's getting those bags, y'all. He's, hey. he's picking up... He's picking up stacks. Tiger is one of the most successful businessmen when it comes to contracts and his involvement because he knows he is the needle. Right. He does not do things for free. So think about that. Nothing. He does nothing for free. (laughs) No, it's not out of the goodness of his heart. He barely eats breakfast for free. (laughs) Let's be real. (laughs) So when you consider that track record of great business deals, being associated with making money, you know, he basically, if if I was Tiger and I was a smart man, I would be like, hey, Live Tour offered me X. I'd like to be a mouthpiece for the PGA Tour. What will you offer me? Yeah. If that didn't happen, like Tiger's not the the savvy businessman that I believe he is. But um, they're like, well, you've been talking. We're just gonna, we're going to. Sanction this TGL league, mm-hmm. but it we're gonna put even... we're gonna put millions and millions of dollars into it that in turn goes into your pocket. Exactly. So everything is geared towards Tiger making cash, and um, so that, that's the bottom line. It, it's not a competing tour because Tiger Tiger is paid or has ownership of the PGA Tour in some capacity, and he now owns or has majority ownership in this TGL tour, which is in partnership with the PGA tour. So it's, all the dots are connected. And they got a whole bunch of different investors too, like Rory's yeah. part of it, but it's like the same thing, right? Rory's getting his bags. Tiger's getting his bags. So what they did is they're like, Oh, look, they wanted Justin Thomas. Oh, so we're going to take Justin Thomas over there. They wanted John Rom. So what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to figure out a way to, mm-hmm. to bring over John Rom. The one that I don't get that they haven't got because um, he's supposed to be one of the boys is um, Jordan Spieth. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's already involved in the TGL. It doesn't have him on there anywhere. It's got Tiger as players, Tiger, Rory, Justin, John, and then now Colin and Adam. Yeah, so, which was interesting to see Adam in there. Obviously a great player over yeah. his career, but he's not like hot and he's no. not like winning. No, it's another one that is like, well, we don't want you to go over there. Yeah, I'm sure he got an offer. And we were kind of surprised that he didn't take it because he seemed like an ideal candidate. Yes. So, yeah, like I said, it'll be, <clears throat> it'll be interesting. Like I said, it starts in 2024. We'll see where it goes. It's basically Trackman Golf. Um, yeah. So, we'll see how they figure out. But by the picture, it looks like they may have them once they get on the green. They they're gonna they'll have a green that can mimic the. I don't know what they'll do. Probably a green that mimics the the putt that they have, so that they can do that live. But yeah. we'll see. So twenty twenty four, y'all, and then yeah, you get to wait one whole year before that kicks off. <laughs> Lots of anticipation. Yes. Now we're going so, to talk about some putters. Oh, yeah. One that's new to a player and one that's just new. <laughs> yeah. So, so Ricky, Ricky Fowler. Fowler. Yeah. And th- there's no secret that he's kind of been going through some equipment adjustments. And this particular beast that he chose to roll the rock with was a odyssey versa jailbird Jailbird. the jailbird and the versa is known for a high contrast black and white design which has lines that are perpendicular yeah perpendicular to your target line yes and there's science behind it for some people it's a great alignment tool Mm -hmm. there's no knock in that right but this thing is called Jailbird because there's so many vertical stripes across it. Um, it it's yeah. four. It yeah. seems, to it's, me, it seems excessive. It's, a lot. But it's black, white, black, white. But visually, it looks like it goes on for like eight. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's, it just keeps going. <laughs> um, and it's big. It's long. It's like longer than a two ball. And um, I certainly... Uh, and then he, then he had it what, extended almost to like a belly... But with really? like the big 5.0 grip, did you, did you not see it? Uh-uh. I did not see that. I didn't know it was extended to like a wrist yeah. lock or something. Or Yeah. So it wasn't that it was. Uh... Yeah. So. So, yeah, he put a whole bunch of freaking lead tape on the bottom. And then. Oh, come on. Did they only just show them one picture? Yo. Oh, there it is. So Jailbird. Yeah, so he's got the super stroke. The counterbalance. It is long. Using it as a belly putter. But he's although the grip is longer, he's not using it as a belly putter, broomstick, or arm lock. He's just using it as a counterbalance. It's essentially, yeah. A, a highly counterbalanced putter. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, depending on what he's dealing with, which we have no idea. 
um, that may help him with his stroke. He's dealing with something. <laughs> He's definitely no. dealing with something. Yeah, it, it's, it's rough. used to be one of the, like, have one of the best strokes, kind of smoothest, most reliable yeah. strokes out there. And that is not the case no right now it's it's not it's kind of unfortunate he's one of those up-and-comers that had like super high hopes to having a pretty hot career and he's only won i mean not only he's won like six times which is amazing to be honest where did he end up he ended up at 13 so he shot six three straight 68s and then 71 what did he do to finish off Doubled 18. That doesn't help. He got it to yeah. there. So let's see what his statistics were. Uh, just about minus 0.2 strokes gained. Oh. So it wasn't like horrible, but his driving accuracy was not good. 70% for the week. Uh, 70% wasn't bad. The final day, it wasn't as good. Um, yeah. But... Like I said, I think it was he was too stubborn to make so needed changes to his swing that would have allowed him to be more consistent when he needed to be. Um, but yeah, but he's still playing and see what happens. Like I said, I think yeah, he, he got in, but he's dropped to 111 in the world. He's got five five career Vic PJ Tour wins. Yeah. But yeah. like I said, it's not you know you that only five wins, only five. But he didn't win. He won the players, but he didn't win like you would have picked him to win at least one major, right? You would think so, yeah. Well, yeah, he makes that change, and he made the cut, but it didn't like his putting didn't like get exceptionally great yeah. for this tournament. Anyway, maybe maybe it's just enough, but see what happens. Yeah, then, I mean, man's got a golf. Yep, yeah, he's 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 golfing, and then. Um, you did a great Instagram post. <laughs> the new Taylor made. What do they call it? the Spider GT? Is it the Spider new Spider GT, or are they just calling it GT Spider GT? You put it on there, but it has sliding weights on both of the the tines, and yeah, it's just it doesn't look good it's just not what a putter should be right keep it clean keep it simple because you don't need to add a whole bunch of stuff to make a putter solid right their original spider was worked well right it was pretty solid and then they yeah tweaked it a little bit with the next one you didn't need to reinvent the wheel by any means nope and then just make a couple of classics, and they do. But even their like classic ones, 
I don't think are great. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty, <laughs> but it, uh, pretty polarized. Yeah, it was. But yeah, the Spider GT Max is the one that has the because I think they have the Spider GT. They have a couple of different versions that aren't that don't have the weights on it, but yeah. And, and it's not much difference from the bottom, but I mean, we took, we really just talked about the technology. Like, why do you implement a certain technology? Because you need to see incremental changes. And these particular weights, I, I don't know how much weight they possess, but let's say the putter weighs a traditional 350, 360 grams, which would be very normal for right. a mallet. So, these so I've got it pulled up. Here, the 98 gram weight track on the sole. So they're saying 40, 45 grams each. That would be 49 grams each. 49 grams. Okay. So there's about 50 grams each on the putter, meaning the putter itself weighs 150 grams. And then you've got additional 100 grams, no, 250 grams plus. The hundred grams, so three, three fifty, which is pretty traditional. Um, but you know what? What what's actually changing here when you're moving the weights from the face to the back? The stability of the putter. That's, yeah. that's what that's what you're changing. Yeah. Yeah. So why would you want a putter that's less stable by moving weights forward? When it has the potential to be more stable by moving weights back. Yeah. By just keeping them in the back. <laughs> yeah. Because isn't uh, isn't that the whole idea? Is like you get a mallet because it has MOI. You don't get a mallet because it looks like a mallet, but it has the MOI of a blade. Um, but you can do that now. Um, so I, I, I'm interested to see if there is any validity behind it, but um, it just per Personally, in my mind, I don't see a, a marginal difference or change when you make these adjustments that will have a dramatic impact on somebody's putting stroke. I could be wrong, but I, I'm, I'm having a difficult time seeing it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see it either. Um, but yeah, and then it sounds like Justin Thomas is going back to his other. So we're taking about another putter. The putter that he's had since grade school, or <laughs> something like that, was the headline. And we'll yeah, walk through it. but it's just his I, old tideless putter that he's. Yeah, it is one from middle school, but you know, I I looked, I did the math, and it was like two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand six range. Yeah, it's not, and like... it's not like a particularly um, uh, rare. Scotty Cameron uh, shape by any means. It's a traditional Newport two in stainless yep. steel, and it's a good looking putter. Um, oh, that... Yeah, but it's very traditional. And here's a guy that's moving away from tech to a blade because of the way his stroke is. So that's kind of funny as we move from something that's over teched <laughs> to something that's incredibly under teched. Yeah, no teched. <laughs> yeah uh but that and then move on to 
the TSR one release, which just still makes no sense, right? They come out with the TSR two and three, and then they're like, oh, dun dun dun. <laughs> and we're gonna release the TSR one, the updated TSR one. I don't know. And then you were looking at the hybrids, something you picked up on with the TSR one hybrid. Um how you felt like it was in kin to the the Apex UW from from Callaway, where it was the bigger kind of in-betweener. Yeah. Because of the shape and size. I, I did think it was interesting that Titleist would extend this release. Like, why don't they just all put it out? Clearly the products were ready. TSR1, TSR2, TSR3. It's all there. But you know, I guess if you want to stretch your your publicity you release the two and the three you wait a week you release the one you wait two more weeks you release the four but all of these shops have already tested it anybody that's been chosen to test has one of them in their hands and so um it's there for that but um yeah as i looked at the ts1 obviously it doesn't it's not a, a wood lineup for me right um typically um, this wood lineup would be great for slower swing speeds that need a little bit more spin and launch. So right. uh, I'm not going to say that there's a you, you have to be a senior to play. You just have to have a slow swing speed and you more launch and more spin. But when it comes to the fairway woods, um, the hybrid is it's a very large hybrid in 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 reference to other hybrids, but it's a very small fairway wood when you compare it to fairway woods. So right. if you were a player that wanted to have a little bit more versatility in a more tour package of a fairway wood, that it wasn't just a big honking fairwood, this could be like that. And that's kind of where Callaway made that UW. And right. um, there has been some discussion out there on Instagram about how you can put a fairway wood shaft right into the uh, TSR one hybrids. It's almost like they pre-planned that. So and, did they? Um, so did they do the hosel depth? Because that's the UW does have a smaller hosel width. It's a it's a three three five. That's exactly Hossel what the TSR one has. So yeah. they did do it where you you can throw the the wood shaft in it. Yep. So that which, was anticipated. Which, which sucks if you want to go from a. Uh, you're like, I just want to throw my TSI R2 shaft in there. Nope, sorry, right. not gonna happen. So, and I haven't had a chance to to hit most of the TS um, TSI stuff or the new TSR, obviously. But um, I'm I'm interested to see how they perform. Um, there's a lot of tour players playing the TSI too, and that that seems to be a really impressive the T- three wood the tsr2 T- tsi tsi2 from last year um so with the new tsr release uh, it'll be interesting to see how many players move over yeah whether they go up with the two or the three because the two was definitely like before it was the three was definitely the better right but last year the two was the with yeah. the tsi the two was much a much more visually pleasing. Yeah. Look, you look just 
better at setup than the TS R three did. If I am going to speak speak freely about the the new release of the Forever Woods from Titleist, I actually think the sole contours on the TSR or TSI Woods was is better than this year's than the TSR TSRs. And and the reason I say that is, um, I'm a big fan of highly cambered soles on fairway woods. And when you look at the TSR two, they um, went it's flatter. It, it, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more heel kind of juts out right. in comparison to the TSI. But when you look at the the sole profile of the TSR three, when I saw that, I was kind of like, ugh. Because that that looks like a drop kicker to me. You'll right. have to check it out. Like I'll have to look at it a little bit more. Yeah, like the said, TS... they tried to get aesthetics and they tried to put weighting and I don't know. Maybe it just maybe they tried to do too much. To me, it looks it looks a little odd. Um, I would have liked to see less heel in there from a front profile view, and they have it on their website. You can see the face view. And the heel just drops in like a square. And and to me, like, I never want anything near the heel to hit because if I get stuck on my back foot and I kind of sweep at it, the first thing to hit is the heel. And that just wants to drop kick it and shut the face. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of my flaws, right? So that's why I'm kind of anti. Oh, and, and it, oh, yeah, it is. It's way. Look at that. It was, yeah, it's way more <laughs> funny thing is is because that's that was always the big issue that we had with with ping, right? They'd mm-hmm. you'd fit they'd fit into their driver, but then you'd go to their fairway woods and the fairway woods like had that thing where it right it was a little bit elongated Very into the field. Yeah. Um but this year with the G430. They went more cambered. It looks mm-hmm. way better when you set it on. You're like, oh, I'm not gonna just just snap hook it because I'm gonna catch the heel. It's gonna go yeah. hard, hard left on on me. So that's exactly how I feel about the TSR three. But yeah, it's it's definitely got more in that that heel portion. Yeah, but. I like the shape of the TSR2, and the TSR2 still retains a little bit more rounded sole from the face view. So I, uh, I'll i probably gravitate towards something like that if if I decide to change fairway woods, which I'm not really inclined to at the moment. But yes. if I were to venture into new fairway wood territory, this would be where I'd probably lean. Unless you can get the... The Rogue ST. Oh. The Triple Diamond T. Triple Diamond Tour <laughs> issue. I think it'd be a fun oh. experiment. Um, for sure. It's got a cool soul. Oh, that was um, it's and like I said, because my buddy had the three and the five wood when we were down in when I was caddying for another one of my friends down in in Florida. And it's it's good. <laughs> it's so good. You yeah. just you look at it and you're like, well, I'm not gonna miss this, right? Not gonna be thin because the soul's cambered, right? It's not gonna stick in the ground 
because it's of the shape of it. It's going to get through through the turf really easy. Yeah, and it was good. <laughs> Everything about it was was really good. Oh, totally, totally. Oh wow. Um. Yeah, I I I I've always liked that design. In fact, and if you want a really cheap fairway wood to mimic that, it's the Titleist 980F. It has the same sole, and I played that five wood for a very long time with an X100 shaft in it. And it is deadly. So yeah, it's yeah, that shape is really good. Uh but moving on to the John Rome, what's in the bag? Uh, oh yeah. Same as two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, John Rome has wondering. not changed. It's so weird that he has not opted to like mix up his entire bag. I guess he has this winning <laughs> formula. Um, um yeah, <laughs> I mean he's dialed. I think it took a little bit for for Rom to really get dialed, but he got really close right off the bat. Well, yeah, yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, it took him a really long time. Well, he kind of got like he 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 was successful right off the bat, but I think he's been semi cold up until now. Right, but yeah, throwing the. I mean, I say that because he just he did throw the paradigms in there and has won the first two. Two events that he's played with, yeah, paradigm woods in his in his bag. Um, I know I'm going to let you go off on this. I don't, I don't see anything that we didn't discuss last week <laughs> about his bag. Um, yeah, it's just the same, and it was working. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's exactly it. It's the same. It's working. Nothing changes. Um, a, a lot of things that we can't get our hands on at the moment, you know, triple diamond T fairway woods. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll get them sooner or later, but he's got the paradigm. He's got the same old shaft. The guy doesn't change. And in fact, there's no reason to, and he should just keep playing this for like another two years until they break. Yeah. That's probably, probably a good idea. Um, But then Brooke Henderson, is she got new clubs? So, this one oh, yeah. is new. So it's doesn't when you first you go looking at it, you're like, oh, it's just just basic. So she goes to Tanner made stealth two plus, the other one with the movable mm-hmm. weights. Said it nine degrees, but the shaft is one that's it was a it kind of like two years, two years ago? Was it two years ago or three years ago? When the TPT Shaft kind of made the big splash where Adam Scott and a couple other guys were were playing it, but it was breaking a lot, which was one of the the bad um, things about it to start. But she's got the TPT nineteen high, so obviously, what does the high stand for? Higher launch, right? Yep, and it's a softer, uh, lighter shaft. Um, and she plays that in the in the fairwood, both her fairway mm-hmm. woods, which are both stealth two pluses. Um yep. on there. And then she goes to the rescue, the stealth two. And she plays the KBS prototype shaft in that one. And she plays the 790s from five to pitching wedge mm-hmm. with the Nippon Modus three tours in the 105S. 
uh, which is funny because so I was looking it up the TPT shaft and I think she's one of the like swings one of the harder she's definitely a quicker like yeah more aggressive tempos and it was and the TPT 19 is actually one of the lighter with more torque or higher torque shafts <laughs> that they offer which was was very interesting that that she was in that but it must fit her yeah it did, it did okay for this one i guess <laughs> and, uh, well we've made this comparison before like for regular golfers meaning like us even you know here's here's somebody who's optimized their bag has similar swing speeds to the majority of golfers in general and um they're really focusing on high launch and yeah. and there's there's scientific evidence that proves there is less friction in the air than there is on the ground <laughs> so when it comes to you wanting to hit the ball farther carry is king yes um and that's so well it's the same is, thing that like the guy that i just fit yesterday he's older he's club head speeds dropped so i'm like okay you're getting it here we need to get here all of a sudden when we got his launch up two-ish degrees and his spin up a few hundred degrees all of a sudden he's carrying it 10 yards further and it's going an extra 15 from what he was hitting yep. his other one and i'm like see that's why we do that's why we do what we do yeah Right. As he gets here, right, you need to do some adjustments. But yeah, it's and so that's that's worth where she does. Yeah. And that's for the way your bag's designed. Everything is meant to launch high, land soft, even the driver, launch high and carry. Yeah. The the fairway woods, the hybrid, um, the the P790 irons. Um, Right. And so this is. This is great. And and here's a very good golfer playing tour conditions and shooting amazing scores. So, yeah. you know, lots to learn there. There's no pride in this bag, right? <laughs> there's no blades. There's no, no. Um, strong two woods, you know, weird no. stuff going on. Driving irons. It's yeah. just what gets the job done, what throws it in the air, what stops it. And yes. that's her bag. Yeah. And then just like she said, she just goes with her basic... You can even look in at like the pictures of her wedges. It's they're just, which is interesting. No special grinds on them. Like from what I've seen, it was just the tailor made, you know, grind three, 50, 54, and 60. And they're all just the standard mounts. Yeah. Um, with the same shaft as the center irons. Like I said, the biggest thing that is there, she goes with the center shafted with the line. Um, the Spider GT, one of the new ones. So then she went with the TaylorMade TP5X yeah. golf ball, and it worked for. Her. And I would look up stats, but LPGA Tour sucks at this. No stats right? for you. No stats. Right? Why don't you go through? Why isn't somebody doing it and? Right, because they've got to be tracking. It's got to be tracked somewhere. Why can't you have this 
on your your page, right? Or let's see. Oh, it does. But it's like basic stats. Round four. Six of 14 greens hit. Driving distance, 255. Putts, 29. Greens and regulations, 13 of 18. Let's yeah. See. Okay. Why, if you have this information, there's somebody following doing the same thing that they're doing on the men's tour. Why can we not get a shots gained or strokes gained on it? Right. Cause it's, it would be interesting to see. I mean, she obviously wins by four shots kind of going away, but right. Let's see how well she putted, you know, where did she yeah. make up her strokes? It would be. Well, it's, it's not a, it's just a money question. It, does the LPGA organization want to invest in ShotLink? Technology's there. They want to do that. Do they have the resources to pay employees to actually to do, do ShotLink? And it's just, that's the hard part. Right. That's the hard part. It's just you, not You enough. think they'd be able to, and, the, and they have some kind of partnership with the PGA Tour. Right. Why doesn't the PGA Tour and, step and up? And and be... <laughs> well, well... <laughs> Because wow, uh, oh, that's right. Because they got to spend money on <laughs> protecting and, their tour. And this is the reality. And I can respect the LPGA tour for doing this. If they get extra couple of bucks, they actually put it towards tournament the purses. Pots yeah, to, tournament purses. to get payments and winnings. Yeah, which I don't think need to be equal, but a, an increase is is good. I, yeah. I think. There's, if it was equal pay, it had to be their equal. their viewership still not yeah. to where the, the PGA Tours is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. The equal product, equal pay. It's a different product, different pay. But and yeah. I'm sure somebody's mad at me saying that. But I, the reality is, it's just it's viewers. You got to get ticket sales. You got to get viewers and you got to get sponsors. And people pay more money when there's more viewers and more sponsors. And that's science. <laughs> Yeah. So if you're gonna if you're gonna spend that money, right? You gotta be able to to get some of recoup it back because let's let's be honest, these guys don't have the Saudi fund oil money. Yeah. So they still need to uh yeah pay the bills they can't just be throwing away money and and it's right they do it right when they get extra cash it goes into the player purses which it should totally yep if you're if you're generating that revenue share it with the people that are creating that revenue yeah yeah totally or the the reason for that revenue but i don't know you got anything fun any any any, oh man any fun things planned for this week? Still no golf. It's been a well. It's been a long, long winter, my man. It's been. It a, has been. It's been the worst winter in the history long. of the United States for like thirty years. In fact, <laughs> um, record snow levels. Record. Yeah. As, yeah which is good, right? We we need the water. The grounds need the break. You know, Utah's heavily golfed. Um, yes. It's obviously all good things, but I have an out. Um, I I have a launch monitor now that I can play golf on. Um, so just fun facts. I 
I did sign a uh, ambassador partnership with FlightScope. So I have a Amiibo Plus that I can now play simulated golf on in my basement. And it's it's pretty awesome. So I, uh, I'm i playing golf courses. Um, I think that uh, FlightScope, not FlightScope, E6 needs to fix their algorithm just a little bit on <laughs> auto putting. Yeah. Uh, I have, I, I play golf every two days and usually I play at least two rounds, but um, my scoring average right now is probably 60. Not um, That's not over bad. the last, over the last uh, five rounds that I've played. I've got two 59s of 58. You, you, you know what they did? They, they took <laughs> this and they took the putting and they put, in the algorithm from NBA Jam, where you get on fire and you just can't miss, is what it's, when it's you so explained true. it to me last week, that's exactly what that is. Where you make yeah. two in a row and it just then your ball just lights on fire and everything goes in. You ha- you have to earn it though, right? Like if you hit three greens in a row and you hit one tight, like ten feet inside ten feet, it's going to give you a one putt, and right. then you get this hot. And all you have to do is hit the green. You could be 25 feet, could be 17 feet, could be 28 feet, all one putts after that because you're on fire. Right. And it's just like nothing but that nail in a coffin. (laughs) He's on fire. And you're just, you're going nuts. And this one round, like I actually did go nuts. Yes. I, I hit 18 of 18 greens. And on one of the holes, I hold out with a five wood from 273 yards out on a par five. <laughs> so not only was I hitting every green, but I was like holding out shots too. And that's when I shot 55. And I'm like, I just like went tiger mode, like tiger PGR, PGA tour 2010 and just started making everything. It was ridiculous. But um, you have to hit the greens though. Yeah. So that there's. There's that and there's there is uh, that but it, it's a lot of fun it, it's cool to have those the mix and match and the and the practice in the basement and i feel for like sure. i'm going to be fine for winter but <laughs> that's the extent of my golfing ah uh, nice yeah i don't think I'll, i'm trying to figure out what i'm gonna do i've been hitting balls i've got a little mad in here so i've been been doing some swings and and some putting so Trying to keep it as as good as I can mm. right now. Because there is no getting outside <laughs> right now. Which like I said, it's not a it's not a bad thing. No. And I don't not think at all. Uh, I don't think we're gonna get out. I think the month of January is done. It, we're it's supposed, done. To, supposed to get a couple of more storms later this week that'll that'll re restart the the timer. But yeah. like I said, it's good for the golf courses because it hasn't been like a super deep snow. So it sh- courses, if they need to, they've been able to clear off and do everything that they they need to to keep the greens good. And so yeah, get the snow mold and all that fun stuff that we have to worry about here in, in these cold weather states. But it's is what it is. And yeah, as much as I would enjoy playing golf right now i'm okay not being able to play golf up here in northern utah 
but I think that's it. We'll do a recap of it. What, what is it called now? Uh, farmers. They used to like they've changed it for farmers. It was the what no, the Genesis is the one in Riviera. So it's been the farmers for a while. The Tory Pine. So see how that goes. And we'll be back. And thank you all for listening. Until next time, we are out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Birdies and Bogies. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe, leave us a rating and review. And until next time, have a great week.